And welcome back to Sports Track with Evan and Jack. I'm Jack Mavarsky. And I'm Evan Sworsky. Today we'll be doing the third episode of the Browns and Steelers rivalry. This is the 90s. And this episode is not posted on Tuesday because Evan was sick. So this podcast will be posted on Friday. And, and but the 2000s podcast will be posted on Tuesday. So now that we got that out of the way, we'll start. Um, and then one more thing, the 1989 is where we're going to start for the 90s because we had forgotten another person, Eric Metcalf. Uh, he was a running back and a return man for the Browns in the 90s. Uh, and he was, he was a good running back, but more of a very good return man. So he was drafted in 89 by the Browns. And now moving into the 1990s, uh, this is when the Browns hired Bill Belichick to be their head coach. Who I believe they also hired Nick Saban to be their defensive coordinator around this time. And Bill Belichick, he was coming from the Giants as their defensive coordinator. Uh, he won the multiple Super Bowls with Lawrence Taylor and their great defense they had. And Bill Belichick was definitely a great coach for the Browns in the 90s. Yeah. Um, imagine if he stayed with um, the Browns further in his career. Imagine um, if he was still on the Browns today, how much different the Browns would be. Maybe they would have a championship. You never know. Yeah, the reason he left is because when we left in the 90s, which we'll talk about, um, he, he didn't know what to do. So I think he went to... I think he went to the Patriots, but not to be their head coach. I think he was doing something else. And then, because Parcells, I think, was the head coach of the Patriots. And then he went to the Jets, and he wasn't there for very long. And then he went to the Patriots to be their head coach. And then, you know, they went on to win six Super Bowls. So, all right, moving on now. uh, 1992, another head coaching hire. The Steelers hired uh, Bill Cowher who was a great coach for them in the 90s and a little bit into the 2000s, which on the next episode we'll talk about how he won, he helped win them a Super Bowl. So Bill Cower was definitely a great head coach, and he was, in, he was elected into the Hall of Fame, I don't know, maybe it was 2021, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah it, was, it, was, it was recently. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely deserved one of the Steelers' all-time greatest coaches mm-hmm. in franchise history. Um, yeah, brought two, wait, one, was it one? one it was one, it was one. Yeah, I get, yeah, against Seattle. Moving on now, uh, 1993, the Steelers signed one of their key pieces to their defense of the 90s, um, outside linebacker Kevin Green, who was very dominant coming off the edge. He, they, he only signed for a three-year, $5.3 million deal, and he was worth much more than that. I believe he's a Hall of Famer, too. So, Yeah. Um, he used to play for the Rams. He, uh, he was very dominant on defense, uh, a game-changer in multiple situations that, yeah, definitely helped the Steelers' defense in the 90s. And I believe later on in his career, he he played for the Panthers and I think one other team, but I can't remember. 
I think if I remember correctly, I think he passed away recently. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. Definitely a great, great Steelers player. Um, staying in 1993, we have somebody drafted. Now, this player isn't necessarily a great player, but it's pretty notable. The Steelers, in 1993, they drafted Alex Van Pelt, who is now the quarterback's coach and the offensive coordinator for the Browns. Now, he didn't do much in the NFL, but I just thought it was cool how the Steelers drafted the eventual Browns offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's cool. And it's a podcast about the Browns and Steelers, so... Yeah. And the Steelers, that was really their only mm-hmm. notable player drafted in the yeah. 90s, so I had to put somebody, and I thought that was interesting. Wasn't it, isn't, uh, when Stefanski had COVID, was, uh, was he the one that no, was? it was our special teams coach who was the head coach. I think it's Mike Prefer is his name, but I'm not 100% sure. All right, moving on now to 1994. This is where we have our game for this episode. So, in 1994, we have a playoff game. Uh, This was the divisional round. And so, it started off, uh, there were only three points scored in the first quarter, and it was by the Steelers. Steelers kicker kicker Gary Anderson got a 39-yard field goal, so it was 3-0 going into the second quarter. And then this is where the Steelers really started to gain their big lead. Uh, Eric Green... It received a two-yard pass from Neil O'Donnell. She got a touchdown, and Gary Anderson would make the extra point. So then it was 10 to nothing. And then John Williams, another one of the Steelers running backs, had a 26-yard rushing touchdown, and Gary Anderson was able to make the kick. So it was 17 to nothing. And then the Browns, they were able to drive down the field, weren't able to score, or they weren't able to score a touchdown, but their kicker, Matt Stover, had a 22-yard field goal. So it was 17 to 3. And then, trying to see. And now it is. So we are now in. This is the. This is still the second quarter. Sixteen seconds left. And Neil O'Donnell threw a nine-yard touchdown pass to Yancey Thigpen. So now it was twenty-four to three. And we were going into halftime. And then with 2.35 left in the third quarter, Gary Anderson had a 40-yard field goal. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, Vinny Testaverde, Browns quarterback, threw a touchdown pass to Keenan McCardle for a touchdown. And then for the last score of the game with 2.45 left, uh, Vinny Testaverde, the Browns quarterback, got sacked in the end zone for a safety. The final score was 29-9. The Steelers, the Steelers um, won this game, and they moved on to the AFC Championship where they would lose to the San Diego Chargers 17-3, and the Chargers would go on to lose the Super Bowl to the 49ers, who got, I think that, that was their fifth Super Bowl title. So this game isn't as good as the last two, but it was a playoff game, so it did have some importance. So that's why we put it in here. Yeah, we well, um, uh, we try to we have for the past, the last two podcasts there weren't uh, playoff games that uh, they played each other, but this one 
and any uh, uh, future and the future uh, from the 2000 or 2010s and the 2020. Um, if they're playoff games, we'll try to do those. And, uh, and if there is a another game, we'll do that. All right, now moving on to 1995, the next year. Uh, this is when the NFL started to expand a little bit. The Jaguars and Panthers moved to the NFL. It, and the Jaguars moved into the Browns and Steelers division. So the division was made up of the Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Titans, and Jaguars. So That would, that would be weird to have today. I mean... Well, the Jags would be the worst team in the division, probably. And then probably the Steelers. The Steelers, uh, that would be a good division, but that would be a pretty good division. Yeah. Yeah, but then the ja- then the league would. Ex- I believe that now there were th- there were thirty teams at the time now, and then the two would be the Ravens, who would eventually move into the move into the NFL, and then the Browns would come back. And then the Texans, and that completes what we have now, which we'll talk about later. So now moving on to the next year, 1996. Uh, this is when the Steelers lost. I think this was the, their first Super Bowl they lost. They lost to the 90s Cowboys 22-17. Uh, to 17. Uh, And it was Larry Brown winning Super Bowl MVP, which I believe he had two interceptions. So this is where the Steelers' first Super Bowl loss uh, and it comes to the Cowboys, who really, they were a lot better. They weren't a lot better than, but who they beat in a few of their Super Bowls in the 70s. Yeah, they were uh, lost by five points. Um, if we would have won that, we would have had, we would have the most Super Bowls in a franchise. But, you know. Can't win them all. Can't win them all, yeah. All right, staying in the same year in 1996, uh, this is where this year, after the Super Bowl, the Steelers thought, you know, they were right there. They could have won. So they tried to bring in some star power. And they bring in former Rams running back, Jerome Bettis, who I feel like a lot of people forget he was actually on the Rams because he was so good and so dominant with the Steelers. So they traded for him, and they were able to do – very well with him. He played a little bit into the 2000s even to help him to help to help the Steelers have stay pretty good into the 2000s. I'll be I'll be honest here. I didn't know that he um I didn't know that he played for the Rams until I watched a football life on him uh, like 2 years ago, I think. That's when I first found out that he played for the Rams before the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't find the trade details, but I could find what when Jerome Bettis was traded. But I, I could not find the trade details from the trade. But it, we would probably know if the Rams got something notable. So they probably didn't get much for Jerome Bettis. And plus, I don't even think he was that great when he was on the Rams. No, so he wasn't. Pittsburgh. That's when he really started to be good. Yeah. He had, he had like one good year with the Rams, and then he wasn't that good. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, until he until he got to the Steelers, he was that was that was his best in his career. And then staying, we have our last thing in 1996. This is the year that Art Medell decided to move the Browns to Baltimore, where they would become the Ravens. And then in the 1996 draft, the Ravens would have two first-round picks, and they would select two Hall of Famers, one on the offensive line in Jonathan Ogden, and one of the probably the, might be the greatest linebacker of all time, and they got Ray Lewis. So it was a sad day for Browns fans, but then later they didn't know, three years later, they would come back, which we'll talk about uh, after. But, in, yeah, 1996 is when the Browns were no longer a franchise and Art Modell moved on to Baltimore. Yeah, this was um, an important day in Browns and Ravens history. Uh, a better day for the Ravens and a mm-hmm. not-so-good day for the Browns. But I, I saw that... Uh, he, Art Modell, could become uh, in the class of twenty twenty two for um, Hall of Fame. He should not be a Hall of Famer. Let me tell you why. The things he has done to ruin our organization is unbelievable. I have three big things. First, he fired one of the greatest. Co- he could have been the greatest coach of all time if Paul, if Art Modell didn't fire Paul Brown. Paul Brown was so good, but what happened was Paul Brown was that was the one that actually created the Browns, because now named after the Browns, Paul Brown, so that's who we're named after. So everyone gave all the recognition for them being so good in the 50s and 60s. Uh, they gave all the recognition to Paul Brown. When Art Medell, who was, I think he was, he might have been the owner or the general manager, he was like, I want some of the recognition so he fired Paul Brown and Paul Brown would start the Bengals and then Paul Brown Armadale also made Jim Brown retire early because I think Armadale didn't want to pay him a lot or something like that so he Jim Brown retired early who in my opinion is the greatest running back of all time and then this where he moved us uh to Baltimore so those are the three big reasons why I do not like Paul Armadale and Browns fans everywhere do not like Art Modell. Yeah, but that could be a different thing if a Ravens fan would be saying, "Oh yeah, he should he should definitely be in the Hall of Fame because he he brought uh our our team to the league." I mean, yeah, I know, and he he should he could be a Hall of Famer. Uh, just I don't think based off of what yeah. He did, was, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, he couldn't be a I, Hall of Famer, but was he did with the Ravens maybe. I, I agree with you. I don't think you should be a Hall of Famer. And I don't even think – Ozzie Newsome was the one who made the picks. Because yeah. Ozzie – he brought Ozzie Newsome with him, who was who was one of his best players when he was in Cleveland. Ozzie Newsome drafted Ray Lewis, and Ozzie Newsome drafted Jonathan Ogden. So it's not even like Art Modell was the one that said, okay, we're going to draft Ray Lewis. So it's like – Right. All right, and moving on, we have one thing separating this from when the Browns come back. Uh, Heinz Ward was drafted by the Steelers in 1998. Uh, he's definitely one of their best wide – he might be their best wide receiver ever, although Antonio Brown is definitely up there, if he would have kept playing. Yeah, my top yeah. three are pro- uh, Lynn Swan. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, he's probably – Lynn Swan, uh, Heinz Ward, and – uh, I I get A B. He would have been. He probably 
could have been a Hall of Famer if he if he kept up his uh Antonio his Brown play. He would be in my top ten. Yeah. Yeah. But he had off off the field problems. Mm-hmm. That just really messed up his career. Yeah. And then moving on to nineteen ninety nine, this was when the Browns came back. Uh it was this day was definitely great for Browns fans. Uh, they had the supplemental supplemental draft or whatever it's called, and they drafted Tim Couch, who had a great talent. He could have been a great quarterback, but through his entire career, he struggled with injuries and wasn't able to. He wasn't able to be the great quarterback everyone thought he could be. Yeah, and I think I think the reason why he got injured and he wasn't that good. Because he had nothing to protect him on the offensive line. Well, and yeah, and I mean, that's a good reason why. But when you're coming out as a new franchise, there's not much. Yeah, you don't. You're not starting off with like some of the best players in the league. Yeah, and he had no one to help him either. I mean, it it was it was a tough spot to be in. Yeah. So. All right, and then moving on to our fi- our second last thing, um, in the nineteen nineties, the Browns were five won five games against the Steelers, and the Steelers were able to win ten. So this this was another decade probably dominated by the Steelers, uh, and it's gonna really stay like this for the next couple of episodes. So I this, mean this this is when it really starts to send the. Uh, late '90s is when it starts. Everything starts to go downhill for the Browns. Ever since uh, they were, um, they were brought back. They they haven't been so. They haven't been the same and haven't been so good. Yeah, they're getting they're getting better now though. Yeah, I mean since 2019, it looks like we could have gone to the Super Bowl, but never happened. And then for our last thing. Uh, the Browns did not get a single division title in the 90s. We were pretty good. We just didn't win the division. Uh, the Steelers did win it. They won it. They were 12 and 4 in 1994, 11 and 5 in 1995, uh, 10 and 6 in 1996, and 11 and 5 in 1997. Uh, so, the 90s, like you said, um, Steelers were the better team. And an important, important uh, decade for the Browns, losing their team and getting their team back. So, um, yeah, that um ends this this uh episode three, the nineties for the history of the Browns. So, um, we hope you enjoyed. Episode four will be coming out uh Tuesday. July twelfth, uh, and then we'll also try and get a sports track done either Monday or the same week as uh, the next the next Browns and Steelers podcast. Yep. So those will be coming up soon. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I'm Evan Sworsky, and I'm Jack Sworsky, and we'll see you next time. Peace.